give us a chance for us to get to know you a little bit. You get to know us, and uh, you get a good meal out of it, too. So uh, hope you'll stay around uh, and enjoy that. Uh, at the end of our services this morning, here's the way I think things are going to go. Uh, we're going to have a dismissal prayer. Just stay seated. Even the ladies who are going to help us with that kitchen, we'll wait on you, okay, to, to get everything ready. We know you're anxious to do that, and we appreciate you doing that. But we need you to be in here right after the closing prayer. We're going to close, then we're going to... Uh, we're going to recognize a few people, and then we're going to have our announcements. And while we're having the announcements, those who want to go take care of that kitchen stuff and getting, get your dishes out and those kind of things, maybe you can take care of that. But don't be in any hurry. Uh, you know, we got all day. We've got all day. But stay in here because you might be one of those being recognized, or if, and if you're not, you want to be in here to help recognize those who are. So do that for us. Hey, next Saturday is the big day. A few weeks ago, uh, I was contacted uh, by Heart to Heart, House to House, the Jacksonville uh, Church in Jacksonville, Alabama. They said, we're looking for 200 congregations who will be part of a nationwide brotherhood door-knocking day. 200 congregations. And I thought, 200? We ought to get that in Arkansas, don't you think? We ought to get that in Arkansas. But they said, well, we, we, hope, to we hope to find 200 congregations. Do you think Mars Hill would? Sure, sure. Would you help us find others that will? Sure, I'll do what I can. I'll do what I can. Hey, next Saturday there will be more than 500 congregations who will be doing exactly what we're doing. So be here at 930. We've had about 30 who have signed up to say, hey, we're going to help. The rest of you are just waiting for today. We need to know today really would help us so that we can kind of get things organized so that we're ready to go. 9.30 next Saturday morning, we meet here at the building. We get our assignments, have a prayer, and then just go out. Someone asked me yesterday, well, how long do I have to work? Hey, that's on you. That's on you. If you'll work all day, that'd be better than uh, a minute or two, wouldn't it? If, if, if you worked all day. But, it, hey, if you can work an hour or two, if you can, if you can do this for a half a day, if you can do it for, you know, for a while. If you just made one call, that, I, I, for some of us, that'd be one call more than we've ever made before. I know it's scary. I know that it is. But, hey, the areas have been targeted that we're going to be visiting. They've received it into their homes. If they haven't already got it, they're going to be receiving it this week. This is heart to heart, house to house. It's a nice publication. I guarantee you they're going to have opened it up and at least taken a look at it. They're going to recognize that they had it. Hey, I've already tried this. I've already tried this, so I'm telling you, when you walk up to, the, to a house and, or an individual and in a community and you say, uh, have you received this publication? A lot of times they'll notice it in your hands. Oh, you're with House to House, Heart to Heart? Well, no, I'm not with House to House, Heart to Heart, but I'm with the congregation that's sending it uh, into your home. They say, oh, we, it, it's either going to go like this. We love House to House, Heart to Heart. We love that. A lot of times they'll say that. I, 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 read, it. I read it 
everything in it. I read everything in it. Wonderful, wonderful. It just all we want from you, Ben, is just to say, well, we're Christians who are helping to send that into your home. We wanted to make you aware that, our, that we have services on Sunday mornings at this time, on Sunday evenings at this time, on Wednesday evenings at this time. And we wanted you to know that the people who are sending this into your home would welcome you in our worship services. Now, any of us can do that. Any of us can do it. A lot of times it'll turn into something longer, a longer conversation, but that's okay. That's okay. Sometimes that's all that is. That's all that there is. But just come and help us. Do it for the Lord. Do it for yourself. Because you need to. You need to. We have to be a people who are doing the will of the Lord. Do you know what? The, you, I mean, I'm not talking to anyone who doesn't know what the will of the Lord is. Luke 19:10. Jesus had gone into the house of Zacchaeus. Remember the man who climbed up in that little in that sycamore tree. He'd gone into his house for a meal, and the uh, the Pharisees were murmuring because he'd gone to the house of this publican to eat. And Jesus said to those who were murmuring, "Listen, Luke 19:10. The Son of Man is come to seek and save them that are lost." That was his will. Now we talk about being a people who want to do the will of our Lord. We want to be about his will. But that's what his will was. We get involved in so many other things that we call doing service to our Lord. And maybe they are. Maybe they are. But this kind of work definitely is. So you're going to want to be here. Now Wednesday evening, Wednesday evening, you meet me right up here close to the front at 630 Come and eat first. Eat with Bob. Eat, eat, eat. They have, they have a good meal. You come and eat first. You just need to let him know that you're coming if you're not used to coming so that they know that you're coming. You come and eat at 6. Then at 6.30, you meet me right up here close to the front. We'll just talk about some things. You can ask any questions you want to ask. You know, how are we going to do this? Those kind of things. We kind of get everything worked out. So Saturday morning at 9.30, we're ready to go. We're ready to go. Hey, I appreciate you so much. I want to express appreciation for one more thing. I noticed you feel that, whatever that thing is, out there in the hallway. For the lady that I told you about on Wednesday evening, I've known Joan since I worked with her 35 years ago. I've known her. And uh, Joan is now retirement age. Her husband passed away. She decided she, uh, decided she was just going to move into a, a little retirement-like village. It's called the Greenbar Arms there in Greenbriar. It's just a, a, a small apartment. She says, I've never been there, just a small apartment because that's where she was going to live out uh, the rest of her life there. But she has a great, she has great nieces and great nephews who the family had just dissolved. They had just dissolved. The parents, uh, the grandfather of these children, there are five of them, the grandfather of these children was, was prepared to take them into his home and to raise them because the mother and dad uh, were just out of the picture. And he was, uh, his house was washed away in the floods back in the spring. And so the children were going to go into foster care. They were asking, please don't divide these children up. There's five of them. 
There's five of them. Three of them are teens, two boys and a girl, and then two infants, two small children, toddlers, and uh, they are both girls. And the state said, we, you know, we can't guarantee. We're, we don't have many families that are going to take five children in. And so Joan said, I'll take them. I'll take them. She devoted herself to getting uh, all the, the things necessary to take care of these children uh, because they're now under uh, the state's control, of course. Uh, but she got all of that stuff done. And uh, she put a notice on Facebook a few weeks ago. This is a situation. I need a house, and I need it at this size house, and I need it at this kind of rent. And within a couple of hours, she had it. She had it. And uh, so I've been following her really close. And I asked, how can we help? How can I help? She made a list of things that she needed. She said, we, you know, we've got the food taken care of. We've, we've, we've got all of this. We're, we're, we're good with that. But there are so many things that with uh, uh, the food stamps is what we would used to call them, that, hey, if you don't eat it, you don't buy it. And she said, there's a lot of other things involved. And uh, maybe, you know, if you want to, you could help with that. Things like toilet paper, toothpaste, paper towels, uh, washing detergent. She said, you cannot imagine how many loads of wash we do with five children in the house. Washing detergents, those kind of things. Any of those kind of things. And so, I asked you Wednesday night to help me, and I'm amazed at the way you did. If you want to bring some this evening, you can. On Tuesday, I'm going to Greenbrier uh, to be a part of their, uh, the Church of Christ, their senior ministry uh, on Tuesday. And I'll deliver all of that stuff. So if you want to bring even tonight, you help us out. Joan will store it and use it as she needs it. And uh, then when she needs more, she can tell us and we'll do it again, okay? But thank you. Thank you very much for helping us. If you want to ride with me uh, Tuesday and be a part of that uh, senior ministry in Greenbrier, you'd just be welcome. They'll have a potluck meal too. It's on me. You guys come. It's on me. Have you ever thought about, have you, have you ever considered the difference between being an employee and a part of a company? Now, if you're an employee, what time do you go to work? If you're supposed to go to work at 7, what time do you go to work? If you're an employee now, what time do you go to work? You go to work at 7, don't you? If you get off at 4 o'clock, what time do you get off? Four o'clock, maybe a minute or two early if you can squeeze it in, right? But if you're a part of the company, now that's different. Now that's different. This is, you know, you know I'm involved in this. That's different. And you'll find those people and you'll recognize them. It's not hard to do. Those are the kind of people who are there early. They stay late. They're asked to do this much. They do that much more. Have you ever considered the difference between being on a team and being a team member? I, 
Well, let's just take a sports team for it. The little kids now, they want to, you know, they want to get them before they get out of diapers and get them on a sports team as quick as they can. And, you know, and, and they're, you know, the, you know, the parents are at, you want to do this? When it really it's the parents that want to do it at that age now. So they get them, they get them on the team. Now, if they're just, if they're just on the team, you know it. Well, they like they're just on the team. They show up for practice. If they show up, they show up for a game if they want to show up, right? But if they are a part, a member of that team, now that's a different story. They'll put in extra work. They'll be there early. They'll stay a little bit later. If they're asked to help with the concession stand, they'll help with the concession stand. They're a member of the team. Have you ever considered the difference between being a relative and being a member of a family? You got any relatives? Relatives you haven't seen in, well, are they still alive? You know what I'm talking about. Are they still, I hadn't heard from them in years. Oh, they're relatives. They're relatives. And the, but there's a difference between being a relative and being a member of a family. Now, when you're a member of a family, that's different. You're involved in their lives. You're engaged. You're actively a part of everything that's going on. There is a difference. Would you agree with me? There is a difference. Have you ever considered the difference between being a church member and a disciple of Jesus Christ? There is a difference. Folks, there is a difference. Now I want you to listen closely to what I'm about to say. There is a difference. All disciples are church members. I mean, in Acts chapter 2, when the church began, in Acts chapter 2, and people cried out, men and brethren, what shall we do? And the answer was given, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. You'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And about 3,000 were baptized on that day. And they were added to their number. They're now have had their sins removed. They've been saved. They're disciples. In fact, you recognize that in verse 42 when it says they, those who had been baptized now, they devoted themselves. They devoted themselves. They weren't just, they, they weren't just members. They were a part of the family of God now. They devoted themselves to the apostles' doctrine, to fellowship, to breaking of bread, and to prayers. And the Lord was adding to the church daily those who were being saved. Those who were being saved were being added to the church. All disciples are church members. They are. The church is the body of Christ, Ephesians 1, uh, 21 and 22. God has put all things under Christ's feet. 
He's made him to be head. Get that. He's made Christ to be the head of all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. In chapter 2, what a beautiful passage of scripture when it talks about Christ being our peace. That he, he, he came and preached peace to them that were far off and to those that were near. He's our peace. As our peacemaker, he broke down the middle wall of petition that was between the Jew and the Gentiles. He broke it down. He even tells us what it was. It's the law of commandments that were contained in ordinances. And he tells us why he did it. For to make of the two, the Jew and the Gentiles, that was separated by that law of commandments contained in ordinance, by breaking it down, he made of the two, of the Jew and the Gentiles, one man so making peace. And he reconciled both the Jew and the Gentiles into one body, and that body's the church, into one body, and he did it by the cross. And he destroyed that enmity that was between the Jew and the Gentiles. He reconciled both into one body by the cross, having slain the enmity, Thereby, and now, now we're all one. We're one. All disciples are church members. All disciples, listen close, all disciples are church members. But folks, not all church members are disciples of Jesus Christ. Not all church members are disciples of Jesus Christ. You see, a disciple, by definition, a disciple is a learner and a follower of Jesus Christ. That's what it means to be a disciple. He's not just saying, well, yeah, I'm a disciple of Christ. No, if you're a disciple, a disciple is what you do. A disciple learns from Christ. A disciple follows Jesus Christ. A disciple is always learning from Christ. He's always listening. Lord, teach me. Teach me. But then he's not just wanting to be taught. Once he's taught it, he wants to do it. That's a disciple. All disciples are church members. But not all church members are disciples. There is a difference. There is a, a critical difference. There is a difference. For instance, church members, church members go to church. Disciples are the church. Did you get that? Church members go to church. Well, I was baptized. They expect me to show up once in a while. I've got a duty to do. That's the way church members see themselves. I'm doing my duty. When those who are disciples of Christ, they recognize they are the church. They are the church. 1 Corinthians 12, 27. For you are the body 
of Christ and members in particular. That's what, that, that's what disciples of Christ recognize they are. I'm the body of Christ. I, with my fellow disciples, we are the church. We are the body of Christ. In other words, whose hands are Christ's hands? A disciple's hands are Christ's hands. Whose feet are Christ's feet? A disciple's feet are Christ's feet. Whose mouth is Christ's mouth? A disciple, a learner, a follower. They don't just go to church. They are the church. And that's the reason the church can spread all over the world when disciples spread. Because wherever they go, guess what goes with them? The church, because they are the church. And you won't hear a true disciple saying, well, I, I moved into an area and, uh, you know, there's no church near me. So I, I just, I, you know, I, I, just, I just, oh no. When they go, the church goes and there will be a congregation of the Lord's church soon. It may just be them for a little while, but it won't be long. It won't be long because they're disciples and they recognize they are the church. Church members talk a lot about Jesus. Church members talk a lot about Jesus. Disciples follow Jesus. There's a difference, folks, in church members and disciples. Jesus said, they draw nigh to me with their lips but their hearts are far from me were they disciples absolutely not they you know they talk to they talk a lot about me but their hearts are far from me that's church member that's a church member I mean, if you engage them in a, in a conversation, they'll talk to you. If you engage them, they'll talk to you about Jesus. And they'll proclaim their love for him. But a disciple, a disciple follows him. In, in, in the words of the song, in the words of the song, you know, you know, wherever you go, I go. That's what disciples do. They follow Jesus. They follow Jesus. Church members, they have a religion about God. They have, it's about God. Their religion is about God. But a disciple has a relationship with God. There is a difference. There is a difference. When it comes to a church member, it's just about God. It's about God. Okay, it's about God. But a disciple, now that's a different story. With a disciple, he's their father. 
When they pray, it's sincere. Our Father. Our Father. And they're His children. They're His children. They are. And that's the way they see themselves. With childlike. With, with just a childlike attitude. They're His, they're his children. There's a difference. There's a difference than having a, a religion about God and having a relationship with God where He's your Father and everything you have, you got from Him. You're His child. And every blessing you've ever received, you've received from Him. I've totally told you the story about taking one of the girls. She's in a car seat behind me and, ta and taking her through McDonald's. She wanted to order of French fries. So I got her an order of French fries. Before we got out of the parking lot at McDonald's, I reached back to get one of the fries and she said, no, those are mine. Little did she know she wouldn't have those fries if it wasn't for me. I'm the god of French fries. I give her all the fries. That's the way we are. A disciple is a follower of Jesus Christ. A disciple has a relationship with Jesus Christ as he's my father and he gives me everything. I'm just his child. I'm totally dependent on him. Church member, work it out themselves. Church members, they pray for what they want. They pray for what they want. The difference in a church member and in a disciple is a church member prays for what they want. A disciple prays for what God wants. That's the difference, folks. A church member will pray for what God wants wants remember James chapter 2 he said you have not because you ask not and then when you do ask you ask that you may consume it upon your own lust he's talking about church members there they'll ask yeah they ask but they're just asking to, they're just asking for their wants their interest is not at all about what does God want Jesus said, pray the Lord of the harvest that he might send forth laborers into his vineyard. Be careful. If you pray that prayer, get ready to go. Get ready to go. You cannot pray that the Lord of harvest will send forth laborers into his vineyard and then you not be one of those laborers. If you're going to be like Isaiah. When God said, uh, who can I send? Who will go? And I say, Isaiah, remember? Isaiah said, here am I, Lord. Send me. Send me. That's the difference, folks, between a church member and a disciple. Which do you really want most? Which do you really? I, I'm not. Don't look to the front or the back, to the left or the right. Look right inside you. As I look inside me, what am I most interested in? What I want. 
for what God wants? And you'll answer. You'll, you'll make the determination. Am I just a church member or am I a, a disciple of Jesus Christ? I'll finish with this one. We can talk about several more characteristics. But here's one. Church members believe in going to church. They do. They believe in going to church. A disciple believes in bringing others to Christ. A disciple believes in bringing others to Christ. Why? Because that's what Jesus told his disciples to do. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Then teach them to observe the things I've commanded you. By the way, I'll be with you always, he said. Even unto the end of the world, I'll be with you. What? What? That's what a disciple believes. A disciple is so much different than a church member. And you recognize them. If you think about it, you can, you can identify them. There is something different about them. Here's a few of the things that are true. I'm encouraging us to be disciples of Jesus Christ. Listen to the great invitation of Jesus. Matthew chapter 11, 28-30. Listen to it. How could you turn this down? What an offer. Come unto me. I didn't, I, I can't, I can't say that to you. Come unto me? All you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest? I can't give you anything. Don't be a disciple of David Riley or any other preacher. It's, a, it's only Jesus who can make this kind of offer to you. But he offers it. He offers it. Now, now listen, this is an offer to discipleship. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. That doesn't mean learn about him. It means learn from him. Learn of him. Let him teach you. Let him be your teacher. You know what? If we do that, the, false, the falsehoods that are passed around in the name of Jesus Christ today, all over the world, would essentially fall into nothing if everyone would decide, I'm going to let Jesus be my teacher. If that man stands before me and he tells me something, I'm going to go and ask Jesus if that's so. Now, how would you ask Jesus? How would you ask him? Well, he speaks to you through his word, doesn't he? Jesus says, learn, learn from me. Let me be your teacher. Let me be it. I like this part. He starts by saying, take 
my yoke upon you. A yoke, that big piece of wood carved out to fit over the shoulder of animals. And, and this is a double yoke. Take my yoke. You take one side, I'll take one side. You say, well, that doesn't sound like much fun to be yoked. But listen to who you're being yoked with. You're being yoked with Christ. Can you think of a better life and a better way to live than walking through your life as a disciple of Jesus Christ, yoked with Jesus, going where he wants you to go because he's with you, right? He's in that yoke with you, doing what he wants you to do. Who else would you rather be yoked with? Because you're yoked with somebody. You're yoked with someone. I suggest to you this is an offer that any thinking individual could not possibly in their right mind turn down. Take my yoke upon you. Yoke yourself with me. Let's work in this together, he says. Whose will will you be doing? His will. Why? Because you're learning from him. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. I'm meek and lowly in heart. Here it is. In me you'll find rest for your soul. Could you use a little rest for your soul? Could you use a whole lot of rest? Could you use complete rest for your soul? Rest for your soul? Well, yeah. But I'm yoked. Yeah, but my yoke's easy. Yeah, but my yoke is easy and my burden's light. What an offer. Jesus is calling us to discipleship. To discipleship. Not just being church members, being disciples of His. Don't miss what I'm saying. All disciples are church members. They are. They're members of the church that Jesus Christ built. All disciples are church members. But be honest, folks. Being honest, not all church members are disciples of Christ. And so I'm urging us, be disciples of Jesus Christ. Maybe you're here this morning and you're not yet a disciple of Jesus Christ. We'll help you with that. Just the way those people became disciples of Jesus Christ on the day of Pentecost will help you become a disciple of Jesus Christ. They were believers, you're a believer. Here's the difference. They were told to repent, they repented. They were told to be baptized, they were baptized. You haven't done that yet. But we'll help you with that. We'll help you with that. You become a disciple then of Jesus Christ. Maybe you're here, you have done that. But you found yourself, hey, if I had to take an examination of myself, I'm a church member. I'm not a disciple of Christ. I'm a church member. Repent. Repent of that. Devote yourself to Jesus Christ completely. You'll find rest for your soul. What an offer. If we can help you this morning... In any way, let us know, but come to the front. Do that now. Let's together we stand and sing.